Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by the fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us for episode 56. I am your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the Architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, Funko Pop Collector, even though I haven't bought any in a while, and uh, Steelers fan, got that win this week, Andy. Still a Steelers fan. I'm also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Well, the good news was in football week that the Ravens lost, so that's always a good news if you're a Steelers fan. Uh, well, welcome, gentlemen. Good to see you both again for another week. This week, we will be discussing John Moxley and Hangman Page, new United States champion, Brock Lesnar returning, and the, here's the big one, Bray Wyatt returning to SmackDown and cutting a pretty interesting promo. Uh, I think there was some realism thrown in there with some of the show and it was uh, it was really good and i uh, can't wait to review that with you all before we get started on the show you can find us on all of our social media by searching at the pw fan we should pop right up twitter tiktok instagram all that good stuff and we have video episodes every week available on youtube if you're joining us right now on spotify or apple podcast and you want to see our faces uh, and watch us chit chat. You can go to YouTube right now by searching at the PW Fan, where all of our episodes will pop up from this year and last year. And uh, once we get to 100 subscribers on there, we can just make a regular URL, and I can just throw that out in the beginning of the show. We don't have to do that uh, annoying intro. And uh, t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW Fan. Three shirt designs. We've had a bunch of people buy shirts. Thank you all so much, friends, family, listeners. Appreciate you all. And, uh, yeah, I think that takes care of all the intro stuff. Andy, I'm going to send it over to you. That's our uh, normal routine. If you're joining us for this first time, I normally do a big, long-winded intro. We show, we send it over to Andy, and he takes us through the show. And uh, Jeremy and I listen to him and kind of answer the questions he presents. So enjoy, and here we go. First off, God, I wish I had my volume up on my TV right now watching this segment. But we'll have to talk about that next week because I have no idea what they're talking about. I can only imagine between these two groups. Um, so, yes, Raw last week opened up with the Bloodline, um, which, you know, I don't think you see the Bloodline as often on Raw as you do SmackDown. Um, Roman was actually there for once. And the whole, I guess, main theme that went on was addressing Jay's behavior and how he treated he treats Sami Zayn. Uh, so basically, it's Roman and the rest of the bloodlines kind of more on Sami's side than Jay's. And Jay needs to correct his behavior. I think later in the night, um, Solo Sokoa and Roman got in a car, and he told Jay, "Now you have to stay back with Sami for his match." And Jay was like, "What? Like you wanted to go out?" And they were going out for drinks or something, apparently. Um, <laughs> So that's how they open up the Hang show. Hang with the boys. Hang <laughs> with the boys. Um, later on, we had uh, Seth Rollins was supposed to compete in a match with Bobby Lashley for the U.S. Championship. Uh, before that even started, Brock Lesnar's music came out, and uh, which was really surprising. I don't think 
most of us expect to see Brock for a while. Especially yeah, I did not see this coming. Yeah. Um, but he gets to the ring. He says like "Good afternoon" to the fans. <laughs> good good afternoon. Yeah. Good after or good evening to the fans. Good evening to Bobby, and then he just attacks Bobby. Uh, Bobby Lashley has been in babyface yet. You have Brock Lesnar attacking him and getting cheered for it. Kind of odd, but. Um, because he got attacked, then Seth Rollins comes out for his match, who has his ribs taped up, and we have a short match. Seth Rollins is now the new United States champion, which I would say he probably hasn't had that belt since around the time Sting was um, was in WWE briefly. I'm glad he has the belt now. Yeah, I am too. Um, So it looks like Bobby Lashley and Brock are going to be having a storyline. Uh, before we started recording, uh, I was talking to Jeremy. It's like when you know the last time I remember Brock coming back for not a title was against Dean Ambrose. You know, it's very rare. That was years ago, um, and this isn't like the first time they've feuded before. So I wonder what the whole purpose. Though we'll talk about it a little bit next week of what transpired tonight on Raw um in the in the opener when it pertains to that but yeah what's your guys thought on brock being back and going for lashley he ended up yeah, at five in him and putting him in a kimura lock i didn't mean, definitely didn't see it coming like i mean I, we, andy and i were talking earlier but we were like thinking that Tr- brock might not even be back since triple h took over anyway so i wasn't sure if we would ever see him again Unless it was for like maybe a one-off thing, but I didn't think we would definitely see him this soon, and also for a non-title feud, which is which is crazy to me. But it's nice to see a different uh, direction for Brock. Yeah, and it also uh, again puts puts Lashley in a position to be taken as a more seriously competitor. I mean, the guy is huge, size-wise. Him and Brock are like the same size, so realistically, it's like why not build Lashley up? to be a bigger, more threatening character than he is now. Plus, and it's best of both worlds. Brock can come in, make a bunch of money, and probably win. But also, in the process, you know, Lashley, Lashley, Lashley hopefully gets over even more. He Lashley's been like a 20-year experiment, you know? Like, I don't feel like they've ever found <laughs> the exact thing that works for him. Like... It like, doesn't sound believable on the mic. That's part well, of my for, problem. For instance, Roman. Roman was kind of like that. It's like, yeah, he's the big, strong guy. You're supposed to like him because he's got like the look, but it never really like connected. But then one day he found something with this head of the table thing, and now it's like and God mode and all that. And yeah, it became the thing. I feel like Lasley needs to find his or Lashley. Lasley. Lashley. <laughs> We have a friend with the last name Lashley. Yeah, I feel like Lashley needs to find that thing for him, whatever that is. I agree. Um, so as the show went on, uh, Rey Mysterio had a match, and at the end of it, Dominic ended up attacking Rey for the first time. Um, I believe it was the first time. I think actually yeah. no at Extreme Rules I think he did one little thing to him but he well, attacked yeah. him this time and he wanted Ray to fight back and Ray refused to Dominic ended up giving him a six one nine um, a terrible looking six one nine yeah <laughs> always dude it's always so bad um, always too bad. tall that's a standard anybody who's tall like, and does it looks so bad yeah 
It's awkward. Ray was kind of sobbing at the end, and uh, we'll talk about more Ray later. But uh, because of you know basically the the effect of what happened, um, yeah. but that led into a Judgment Day segment um, where they gave AJ Styles kind of an ultimatum, and AJ comes out and. If you want to see our reactions to what actually <laughs> happened, you can watch the video last week because uh, it was in the middle of our recording. Oh, I got so excited! But AJ made AJ, you know, kneeled down and made it seem like that he was gonna join the Judgment Day. Gave him a hug and uh, basically said, you know, that those weren't the guys that you know had his back. Uh, out comes Gallows Anderson, the OC, as WWE likes to call them, with AJ. Um, and we were super excited to see them back. Um, so they come out, you know, they attack Finn and the rest of the Judgment Day, which is interesting because, uh, as a lot of people know, Finn used to be the leader of the original Bullet Club, and Gallows and Anderson were a part of that. AJ was the second leader, and they were also a part of that version of the Bullet Club. Um, so... It looks like we are going to get the OC versus Judgment Day at some point, but as a fan of AJ, as I'm wearing his shirt, and a fan of Gallows and Anderson, I was really happy to see them back. What's your guys' thoughts on, on this? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see them back, too, and especially see them back uh, with not Vince at the top, because I feel like Vince didn't really know what to do with them. I feel like Trips always liked them. Yeah. And he likes them, and it's like they would be good for a month, or like um, you know, over for a month, and then you wouldn't hear about them forever again, and then they'll leave yeah, and who, come back. We don't, yeah, we don't know the deal Triple H, the kind of deals Triple H is willing to make with these guys. We only understand very vaguely the way that Vince did, did business. We don't know if get like you yeah. said, Andy Gallows and Anderson have been wrestling all over the world. And like up until now, because I was saying before we started recording that they were looking really uh, crisp in the ring. And Andy was like, dude, they've been wrestling all over the world. And I'm like, yeah, so they're 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 uh, oiled up and ready right now. But uh, I was thinking, like, I mean, we don't know if Triple H cut them a deal like, hey, can you come in and do a program for a month and then you guys can go back to doing your thing? Like, we don't know. You don't know. What kind of stuff? Well, from what I read, it's a pretty big, it's a big money deal, is the quote. Nice. And nice. And but, also, Carl yeah. Anderson is the uh, New Japan champ for, what is it, Andy? Never, the Neverweight champion yeah. in New Japan. Um, from what I was reading before the show started, uh, me and Jeremy were, were kind of talking, but um, New Japan, um, you know, knew that. Uh, they were, you know, headed to WWE, um, even though they are booked for Wrestle Kingdom 17. And, yes, yeah, Carl Anderson is still the Neverweight champ. He won it uh, back in June. Um, you know, I think there's a big thing in wrestling, like, fulfill your obligations kind of thing. And yeah. I assume, you know, they will, and then Carl Anderson will, one, drop the title. And like I was telling Jeremy, it's not like New Japan is having shows all the time, like WWE right. is, you know, as frequently. Uh, so I'm sure they'll he'll drop that title. They'll do their match, and Wrestle Kingdom will wrap up their their kind of dates. Because you know, in New Japan, I've noticed you you can do a deal, like sign a contract with them, or you just like do little deals, like for little programs, kind of yeah. at a time. You know, 
It's um, like a freelancer contract. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I would assume that they will uh, finish their dates. Uh, if they don't, you know, I can only imagine that the New Japan will have to kind of move some things around. Um, they'll yeah. have to strip Carl Anderson of the Neverweight title and go from there. Yeah, hopefully it's different for for Triple H. Like he isn't so against that like other company thing. No, I mean maybe if anything, I don't think it would be him. It might be like someone like Nick Khan or something. Like don't have our guys appearing in other places. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what what goes on with that. Uh, moving forward, though, we had the Mrs. Birthday celebration. He was out there with Maurice, and uh, he goes to open up a present, and it's uh, what's underneath the present is Dexter Loomis's head, popping th- popped up through a table. I don't uh, get this <laughs> storyline. <laughs> the man's silent, you know. Uh, Miz ends up, I think, running away. Correct, and Lee ditches Maurice in the ring. And Maurice's face goes into uh, the cake at some point, and she's left there by herself. And the crowd's <laughs> chanting, "Eat the cake!" To Dexter yes, Loomis, right. and Dexter Loomis takes a piece of the cake and eats, and the crowd pops. I don't know what's going on, man. I think later in the night he might have passed him out again, and then like petted his hair. And aren't they having a match? You know, like I this, think this Monday. Yeah, I think, yeah, for I think like, tonight they're supposed to be. For If Dexter Loomis wins, he gets a WWE contract, which I'm like, how has he been? Yeah, that they, so they, they said the stipulation last week. So if Dexter Loomis yeah. wins, he gets a contract, even though. So their, their security is just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> keeping them out. And if he loses, what, he can never show up again? Or, yeah. I forget what they said, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Miz agreed. Uh, Raw wrapped up with the DX reunion. Um, they came out big pop. Everyone but Billy Gunn. Uh, I loved when the announcers said, uh, <laughs> well, before we get to that, so Road Dog does his uh, his uh, New Age Outlaws um, speech, but he says one half of the greatest tag team in the world. Uh, does a whole speech. Corey Graves at one point says, the other guy's doing something with office equipment. <laughs> something yeah. or something weird with office equipment is what he's like. Saying. They're moving a lot of office equipment. But you so know what's funny? Like, I don't know. The other guy's doing something weird with office equipment. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll say this now because I'll forget it later. Then on Dynamite, I don't know if you heard when Billy Gunn came out and Taz made a joke. He's like, because uh, that's when he re- like Billy Gunn was wrestling on Dynamite and he took off his shirt and Taz was like. Man, he he's must be doing a lot with office equipment or something like that. Yeah, they like <laughs> acknowledge like, each other in some way. Yeah. Um, but you know when it, when he says the road dog Jesse James and then the badass Billy Gunn, you know road dog pointing the mic to the audience to let the audience you know say the badass yeah, Billy cool. Gunn park. Um, but I I did not hear any scissoring chants, and I don't know if they did. It, covered up or they just had them continuously talking to where like people yeah. were listening and weren't really chanting i mean dx is all they're all very good at like keeping the crowd's attention yeah. and keep talking so i don't think they had a problem with even if it was about to happen they would keep talking now there's a lot of people that think earlier in the uh, go on tim sorry i don't know there's still part of me that thinks that 
there's an there's an audience that's a different audience over there. You know, like yeah, I I've cut a lot of I cut a lot, like cut when I say cut I mean I cut their hair. Uh, I cut a lot of people's hair, and I've noticed with the younger kids, you know, middle school age and stuff. Some of my clients, um, I'll ask them, "Do you like AEW?" And they'll say, "Yeah," but then they only know like a couple guys from it, you know. So, but then they'll know every WWE guy. So I still think WWE just has their own thing. You know, like they have their their core oh, fans yeah. that there's like a I mean, I think, I think the majority of WWE watchers don't watch the other product. I think yeah. the the crossover like is the minority, basically, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. I feel like when you like, especially for WWE, they don't like the people who watch that only watch that, not even like any other indie wrestling or AW. Because you, you barely ever see kids. Like, if you look at the front row in an AEW show, like, yeah, a, a teenager maybe, but, like, usually I they, everybody looks from 18 to, like, 45. That's, like, normally the age group that, like, I always see at AEW shows. Yeah. Mostly men. But actually a lot of yeah. younger women, too. I've noticed, like, probably women in their 20s. Mm-hmm. They show them a lot on camera, too. Yeah, I'll be curious to see in like another like four years, because then that means AW is around for what eight years then to see if it starts picking I think it's up been a little three, bit. Three, so like five more years. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, because they're still a young company, so it takes a while for branding for like kids to start seeing it over and over again. Right. Um, I will. I will say about the DX reunion. Reunion. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but a lot of people did online. Um, when they're in Gorilla. And they're, you know, talking back and forth with each other before later in the night that they would go out. Um, they eventually all split up and they all go except for Triple H. And Triple H yells out, no fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I feel like was a shot at AEW. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I I didn't know how um, to take that. I was like, is he? There? I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell what that was. I mean, it's like, why else would he say it? It yeah. was random, so I'm like, why else would he say it? Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of AEW, let's get into Dynamite. <laughs> uh, Renee Paquette opens up the show there in Toronto. She is now signed um, with AEW, and it looks like she'll be doing backstage interviews, kind of like what she was doing before in WWE, before she had become a, an announcer. Formerly known as Renee Young, yeah, for anybody for not familiar. Renee Young. Form- Renee and I almost Young, have forgotten that because about. she's been on social media platforms for so long now as Renee Paquette. There's her show. Yeah. You know, her podcast. I saw her and I was like, Renee Young? Like, I was questioning, <laughs> I was like, was that her? Yeah. Um, so she opens up the show. They're in Toronto, which I believe is where uh, she's from. And I think this is the first show in Toronto that AW's ever been to. Yeah, it's their first international show at all. Oh, uh, uh, just outside of the United States is the first yeah. that they're Really, I thought I figured they had gone to Canada at least once before, but okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So where we had the FTR out in the ring at one point, and oh, this is favorite. This is Tim's favorite uh, segment. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to remember who they were across the ring from. I want to say it was like Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony is their name. 
Yeah. Um, and out comes a returning Sean Spears, but this time he's a baby face. <laughs> Tim loves Sean oh, what, Spears. I love how they're like, what time does Rampage start? 10? They're like 10. 10. So they, you know, before they didn't really cash in on the whole 10 gimmick in AEW, but now they brought it yeah. back, which I guess if, if you're going to do really the 10 face. thing, yeah, that was his like baby face kind of gimmick. Um, and you know, Tim actually it. liked Ty Dillinger in the NXT damage back is, in the day. The damage has been done. <laughs> it's too late. So, uh, well, they're for referring to them, the three of them, as the pinnacle again. Except for yeah. it's like now the pinnacle, and you know, Wardlow is there to help them out too. So I guess kind of they are the pinnacle. All of them except for MJF. And I guess Tully. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> So Sean he's Spears is back. Company. He's Canadian. He had a decent pop in Canada. Uh, we had Sword of Strickland versus Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn still got it. The man, Dude, big that, boy. he's ripped. He's in crazy shape. That's insane. Um, but he ended up losing, I believe. Yeah. Uh, out comes Mark Sterling and says that they are trademarking the word scissoring, so no one can do scissoring anymore or say the words. I don't that's, know. It's that's so a over- good way to prolong it. Because you feel yeah. like it might get old. Or like, you know how like they win the titles and now it's like, all right, well, that's the steam's off. And now mm-hmm. it's like, this is another way to kind of... Yeah. Uh, Smart Mark. Make people want it again. He's coming for him. Scissor me, daddy Were ass. Daddy ass. <laughs> no, he said daddy he ass. Taz on the on announcing... Daddy, yeah. Well, even on the that he said, uh, and then he said, "Daddy niece." <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, we're, he's like, we're gonna say it now. Um, but even Taz on the announcing will like be like, "Scissor me, daddy ass." Yeah, and he's like, "Tony, I bet you've heard that before." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> um. So after that, we had a uh, John Moxley and Hangman promo. All right, guys, what? John Moxley is a good promo. Hangman Page, in my opinion, I've never really believed him. I feel. I mean, I know they're I, all acting. Hangman's, I know they're all acting, but I just. Hangman. But sucks. I just don't believe his shit. <laughs> you didn't believe him when he punched himself in the face and made him. And that was bleeding? silly to me. That was just silly. I don't know. Maybe some people liked it. I liked it, so I liked that little bit right before he was punching himself. He said the medicine's not working. Yeah, that that was was fine. But then he starts punching, and I'm just like... (laughs) Yeah. And then he was, like, checking himself like he was bleeding. I'm like, well, don't do that. And then you're going to, like, stop your promo and check yourself. I don't know. And he's just like, you think I'm a kid? You think I'm a kid? He's like, I'm a man. You're 31 trying to prove that you're a man to another no. man in the ra- I don't know. And also when he said, like, do you think I'm a kid? And Mox is like, yeah. He's like, you like, all will believe what I say if I just yell louder. <laughs> like, I just don't believe you. And I've never really been that high on a Hangman Adam Page. Even the beginning of AEW, even in, like, ROH times. Me and Tim saw him live against Punishment Martinez, who's Damian Priest, and... I don't know. The crowd liked him, but I'd never got into him compared to like some of the other elite guys. He was he was I my like least his, uh... he was my least favorite Bullet Club member. I will say, yeah. yeah. Of, I of, like, like his the, wrestling the more than guys. his promo. Yeah, yeah. 
And you know, know during this segment, the crowd when he when he, when he won Go. the title, it was just like wah, wah, wah. I don't know. For me, at least, it was like a cool moment, and then the next, like even like the next dynamite after that, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like this is this is staying with them. <laughs> the thing is, they're trying to get this match over for next week, but yet the whole crowd—they have MJF watching up top. The whole crowd's chanting MJF. Dude. I know, but that's also every week, though. Every everyone's like, I'm going to be the next champion, and MJF's like, oh, really? Like sitting back, yeah. and then you know his his facial expressions are really funny when he's watching them. Like when he like he's like mouthing things because you know you can't hear him. Yeah, he had a good man. backstage promo too. Um, after Stokely Hathaway came up. He told him to go away, and yeah. um, I forget exactly what. Do you think he's gonna turn face? Because he's like that strike two for the firm, basically, or for Hathaway. No, I mean I don't think he'll be a face. I think he'll just be an asshole, but like a lovable <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Kind of like when he did that, like the de- like I'm the devil, and you all worship me, and everyone cheers. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's he's done the heel stuff to a point to where like you actually like him because you know how yeah. good he is. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Moxley and Hangman is happening next week. Uh, or this you know week, Moxley's I winning because it's in his hometown. Yeah. And also, why would God, he if Hangman there? Page wins again, Tony's, Tony's like, uh, we should give him another shot. Like, God <laughs> damn. But they've already been setting up MJF versus Moxley, kind of. like. Yeah, so it's not. It's definitely not happening. I don't know. And like, Hangman was talking about it. He's like, my friends are gone. You know. Yeah. Didn't he say, like, my old friends are gone, too, now, or something like that? Like yeah, he's, like, he's like, some of them are gone, talking about Dark Order, and then he's like, and he's like yeah. my old friends are gone, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, all right, man. Yeah, we all know. Also, just to point out, nobody has really been missing anybody. And I, I love Punk, but the, yeah, show, doing the, fine. Sh- the show moves on. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, I haven't even thought about them. Well, talking about moving on, let's move on to the next match. <laughs> We had transitions Chris, tonight, Andy. We had Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson, I believe, three for the yeah. ROH uh, world title. Um, pretty good. So, I mean, they've been pretty good matches between both of them every time. Jericho comes out as Lionheart, and he's that version of him, of himself. Uh, towards the end of the match, um, Jericho wants to use the belt on Danielson, and Garcia, Danny Garcia comes in and tries to stop him, but he ends up grabbing the belt and... Hitting Danielson himself. He turned on him. I don't understand. Sinclair must have gotten to him. Um, I don't understand that. Um, yeah, I mean, why hype up every week, like, just to, like, yeah. turn it around? It seems like a... And, like, the, the crowd was, like, so behind him. Like, they were getting so behind him to turn. Yeah. It just... And... It felt like it was a last-minute decision is how... It, whether it was or not, it just felt that, that way to me. Yeah, it felt like they either like they planned it like this for a while and they should have changed it. Yeah, or they're just like, let's just go with this. So Jericho wins the title uh, from, or retains the title from Brian Danielson. Daniel Garcia is now back with the JAS, and that wasn't our only title match of the night, though. Uh, we ended the show with Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the All Atlantic Championship. Uh. You know, good match. Crowd was really behind it. The I mean, AW fans, I think besides us, are really behind Orange Cassidy. 
Maybe you are. I kind of like him still. Yeah, I, I kind of like him. Maybe yeah. you are. Like I, I thought. I mean, this the Will Osprey match with him was great, but like yeah. week to week stuff, I just don't care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't I, care. I don't care I, about I the thought... best friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this match was better than their one. I think they had was it on the pay per view? Um, Pack and Orange Cassidy. What way back in the day? No, like their second one they had. Oh, okay. I think it was on the pay per view. But either way, I like this one was better than the one they had. I, I know, I know. Well, we've Orange joked. Cassidy. I know we've joked, but in my mind, Pack and Orange Cassidy have had like 500 matches against each other. Like, this is just a match. I've, this is just a match. I feel like I've seen so many times for whatever reason. This is like the third one in like four years, and I'm like, well, dude, they've Orange wrestled Cass- like 50 times. Well, Orange Cassidy ended up winning the match with. I just call it a Superman punch. I don't know what the, the orange forget. punch isn't it. I was about Remember to say, is it called the, the orange, orange punch? Crush. It probably is. Orange. Yeah, that's a better name. Um, I think he did two of them, and he won his title, which this is his first singles title. They said ever. Ever? I thought it was just an AW. I don't know. Excalibur said ever, but he may may have meant just an um, AW. Actually, he hasn't had any title at all. Not even like a tag title. Yeah, and you know it makes me wonder. It's in Death Triangle, stupid team. Has uh, the trios tag? You know, I wonder if they didn't have a would pack of like kept the belt, but it's like now he yeah. doesn't have two belts anymore, and Orange Cassidy can can have. He's it. not Tupac anymore. He's not Tupac now. Um, so yeah, how do you feel about Orange? Ca- I mean, the fans love it, but oh, I was like. Orange the one thing I do like champion. when uh, people win titles in AEW, it's like they have that confetti goes off and it makes it feel like a big deal. Then on the show, it's very uh, just that like image. Um, but yeah, I just like I don't. This is the thing. Like I'm like that was a cool moment, but I don't really know what they do with him now because he's you know he's going to do his usual thing like not going to try, mm-hmm. put his hands in his pocket, and then we're all going to hate him again. <laughs> so little dog pockets. Yeah. yeah, and it's like he actually had a banger a few weeks ago. What was the match that we were all really praising him over? He had the hands out of his pockets. That was a few weeks. Was more than a few. It was more than a few weeks ago. I thought we were going to talk. I thought you were mentioning Will Osprey, but if that's not the match you're thinking of, then I don't. No, remember. there was a different. There was a different match that he had on Dynamite that was really good. Um, was it a singles match? Yeah, it was, but. I just remember thinking, like, wow. I mean, he, look, the remember. guy the guy can go. I'm just I'm over the character at this point. It would it's be... It's the character, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's him. I think he... Honestly, like, I think I could see him... At some point, you could do something where he would be the perfect guy to turn heel and make really evil because nobody would ever see it coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, it wouldn't. It would just be like the guy that you're like, whoa. He's whoa, like, whoa. the hands are never going in the pockets again. <laughs> again, and then he just becomes like Sami Zayn on the. Money he wears sweat. He wears a sweatsuit yeah. instead of a jean jacket and jeans. <laughs> he just wears a sweat sweatshirt and sweatpants. Well, I mean, here that would be actually they, pretty funny. Crazier things have happened. Like I, I mean, I just for example, I was saying that for the case of Sami Zayn. The guy, literally his character in Ring of Honor and on the indies for a decade was to be a luchador, a generic luchador. That was literally his name, was El Generico. And, <laughs> yeah. and to not... No, no, no. Is there proof out there that that is him? 
you know? Uh, well, you know, whatever. But <laughs> the character was that he didn't talk. <laughs> whatever. And now, and now look at him. You know, this guy didn't want to talk for a decade. He's literally one of the best people on the microphone that they yeah. w, that the WWE has. And entertaining. You never know. You never know. He's fantastic. Well, speaking of Sami Zayn, let's get into SmackDown. Because that's where he was this week. Um, which I don't even have it on here to talk my about. Dog. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> my dog. I don't see My dog. Was that was that on Raw or no? Was that on Raw this week when he's like saying the Yeet stuff? He's like, you don't yeah, say that on Raw. We say Yeet. And, he's and like, Roman and breaks character. Yeah, he's yeah. when he says my dog. Roman like has to like like turn his head. He was talking to Matt Riddle. That's right. Yeah. No, he was talking to dog. he was talking to Logan Paul. Logan Paul started laughing too. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. So Logan Paul came in during that bloodline segment that opened up Raw. See, I didn't even mention Logan Paul. Yeah, but that was bad. That was a funny segment. Wait, now now we got. Can't it. remember everything, guys. <laughs> Thank you. You're good. Uh, which their match is beginning of November, I think. Yeah. Blood, Blood Money Jewel. <laughs> bloody jewels blood money crown jewel bloody jewels um so yeah smackdown opened with karen cross and drew mcintyre segment apparently karen cross and scarlet got in a car accident out back at the stadium or not stadium the the convention center wherever they were at drew mcintyre runs out from from the building and starts attacking an already hurt karen cross you know, you've been in a car accident, I'm just going to beat you up even more. <laughs> so, like, apparently their feud isn't over yet. Um, I figured it would be, with a, especially with a match with a stipulation like that. But, yeah, you know, what? I don't know where you go from here. In the, I mean, I, there's not like, an, like a, an, a TLC pay-per-view coming up anytime soon, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought it was over, too. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Rey Mysterio is shown backstage with Triple H, and he basically said, you know, I can't wrestle my son. I won't fight him. Uh, I quit. And Triple H just grabs him by the shoulders. He's like, don't say that. Uh, and basically moves him to SmackDown instead. Um, so I don't know if, you know, maybe Survivor Series will get them pinned across each other in the ring in like a team match or or something, or they'll save it for later, much later date. Um, but Rey Mysterio says he will now fight him. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the night, we had L.A. Knight. Yeah! <laughs> Wrestling Mansoor. Mans- Mansoor, Mansoir, whichever you want to say. Of uh, the Maximum Male Models. L.A. Knight's back, boy! And he's on SmackDown. Dude, he looks so much better in this. Like, just dude, he's great himself. He's great. Tim, give him a chance. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell though if the crowd got crowd noise pumped into them or not. Uh, it's hard to tell on SmackDown, isn't it? With the crowd noise. Yeah. Like, I feel like Raw, there's no crowd noise. Like fake crowd noise. I mean. But LA Knight's great. He got on the on the mic for a little bit afterwards. Dude, solid wrestler. Um, you can talk on the mic too. Yeah, it was it was a short match, but you know he looked good during it, and he he can really talk on the mic. He's really good on the mic, actually. If you if you listen to him, 
good look. Um, yeah, I, you know, it should have been Ellen Knight forever. Like, well, I, I was really surprised when he came up for the male group, male model group, like that Vince. <laughs> put him like that and didn't have him wrestle like he's kind of like the exact look that Vince would want so right. I, I just yeah. I didn't understand that but I'm glad that he's now he's now doing this uh, Roxanne Perez from NXT joined uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi uh, against Damage Control um, I don't know if Roxanne Perez is going to stay on the main roster She's kind of only been on NXT TV for a couple of months. She was feuding with her best friend, Cora Jade. Um, I think she might be teaming up with Raquel, though, tomorrow night on NXT against Cora Jade and a partner of her choosing. Um, but, again, I guess I'll I'll have to wait and see because <laughs> I watch NXT. Don't you guys? You should get back into it, man. man might have to start recording up. Halloween Havoc, I think, is coming up either next weekend or the... Probably Halloween weekend, I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> probably that. Speaking man. of Halloween, um, I just, I just wanted to throw in. I was gonna throw this in at the classic show of the week, but uh, I have been watching so much old school WCW, like all the '90s Halloween Havoc shows, because there's a feature on Peacock where, I guess, you know how Netflix will like ask you if are you still watching. Yeah, you know, like that that kind of thing came up on Peacock and I just turned it off. So now literally, man, I'll just like at nighttime put on one show, you know, I'll t- <laughs> you know, toss and turn for a while. Maybe I'll wake up at like four in the morning. There's like another one that's on. I've been watching so much WCW. <laughs> Halloween Havoc's always a classic show. So it's cool that they brought it back. People that's need cool. to understand at Tim's house. We had a birthday party for his daughter this weekend, and the room Tim's in right now, he just left the TV on. Wrestling was just going on in the TV in a closed room the entire time. 24-7. Literally. It never, was just pay-per-view after never, pay-per-view just going on. I, never stopped. I went to open up the door and put my jacket in there, and like I'm watching Cena versus Batista. I was like, what the hell is happening? And then like hours later, I come back, and it's like a different match. It's just going. Tim's like, all day, every day. <laughs> on the back. He's like, you never know when I can pop into the room. I might want to just yeah, go in and it's just on in the back. Catch a clip. Catch a clip real quick. When I'm <laughs> yeah, I popped in there and Tim's like, hey, we were at this, you know. Even though it's the paper, <laughs> it's the forgotten pay-per-view in my mind. I don't remember being there. Extreme um, Rules 2010, Batista vs. John Cena, Last Man Standing. Andy was there. He Andy doesn't remember being there. I remember being there. I don't remember a single match. That was only 12 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, my bad. <laughs> uh, the main event of the night in terms of match-wise for SmackDown was it was supposed to be a fatal four-way for a number one contenders match for the Intercontinental Championship. It was supposed to be Sheamus, Solo Sokoa, Ricochet, and Karrion Cross, but because of how the show opened and Karrion Cross being, quote-unquote, injured by the car accident and Drew McIntyre, uh, Rey Mysterio took his place. This match was actually pretty good, and um, in the end, Rey Mysterio um, ended up being the winner. So they took Rey Mysterio off of Raw to not fight his son, just to eventually get beaten fucking down by Gunther. <laughs> Gunther's going to chop the hell out of little Rey Mysterio. 
I've seen so many memes already, like Rey Mysterio uh, retirement party happening after this. <laughs> like, dude, I don't think Rey Mysterio's ever been chopped so hard. I mean, not not that it happened on the show, but I'm just saying it's yeah. Whenever it happens, it'll it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but Rey Mysterio seems to be over right now for the you know more over than he might have been in the past couple of years for a and guy also, that's. During this match, uh, when it was him and Ricochet in the ring, like I was like, why couldn't like we needed this? When they they good matches in Lucha Underground when he was Prince Puma. Yeah, I believe. So I was like, those two, like, how have they not wrestled yet? I think Tim showed me that match. Yeah, Prince Puma. When, when Ricochet was Prince Puma, that was like an amazing time. Yeah, what a that was another um, cool time in wrestling. Underrated. Wasn't it on Netflix? I think you could just watch it on Netflix or something at the time. Yeah, you could watch all. The I know at the time. I don't know not, no, not now, but um, but the actual way that SmackDown closed out its show this week was uh, the return of Bray Wyatt. He has a new song. Uh, first of all, what's your guys' opinions on the new song? If anyone heard it, I don't know yet. Like I don't I know yet. Like I don't hate it, but I kind of like it. Yeah, kind of like it, but I feel like I don't know. Like I wasn't expecting that. I think it's why I didn't no. like love it. Um, so he comes out of the his entrance. He comes out that same door from Extreme Rules. What Tim? Oh no, I was just gonna say. I mean, there's been tons of songs where when I first heard them, I was like, eh, and then it become it be really grows on you. Like Rollins' new theme, yeah. you know, like the oh. When I first heard it, I was like, this sucks. But now it's you know <laughs> it's become like a thing and it's catchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember I hated Roman's new theme song that he has for this character, and now yeah. I'm like, it's whatever. It fits yeah, it's it. Way, it. It fits well, him. It, well. It's way better because the the one the B dude, D dude, D dude. Yeah, that just shield. like wouldn't that like wouldn't work with him now. Yeah. Um. So Bray Wyatt, yeah, he comes out the same door that he appeared in at Extreme Rules, and he's just dressed like his normal self. He has a lantern come out, um, and he cuts a promo that had some, you know, realism to it. Now, I've read online of people's theories behind it, and the whole Wyatt Six, that this is supposed to be maybe like the six personalities of Bray Wyatt. Yeah kind of thing maybe maybe this is just one of them we saw maybe it was a mix of one of them and some real life things because i mean some of the, you can't deny that some of the things he said was so i mean he addressed the university address getting released you know and going away he addressed um you know, he didn't lose his wife because they got divorced and he said two people yeah that well i think he while he also at the same time lost his dad and brody yeah. lee um, so I am curious to see where it goes from there. It was, his promo was cut off midway because now I found out the name of this character. His name is uncle howdy. Oh, uncle howdy popped up on the screen. Uh, and I don't know about you guys. It was hard for me to understand what he was saying, but he was actually reading, a, he was actually reading a poem. He and said, "Well, you can." And then the at the end, but then at the end of the poem, he said, "You got no idea who you're messing with, do you?" And then he goes, and then he starts laughing. He goes, "But you will, oh, you will." And then he goes, "Jump, <laughs> jump, jump, um, jump." <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, one, let's talk about what's your guys' opinions on that promo of Bray Wyatt. At, so- at times, it sounded like he was getting emotional, but was he just acting? You know, was it a mix it's of got, I tell you what, it's got me hooked. I'm ready to see the next week. I, I need to know more about yeah. Uncle Howdy in the story. So, I'm in. <laughs> there are yeah, people that think the some of the characters' identities, you know, one of them being Vincent from ROH is one possible, they think. Um, but, yeah, go on, Jeremy, what you were going to say. No, I do think it's the that six um, personalities theory. Like Why it's six? Feels like it, yeah, that feels like it makes sense. And also that he doesn't need to have a whole other, like, faction of people again. So I feel I like mean, it's... He could be like come out as himself, and then he come out as a fiend or whoever at whatever times he wants. Like he's pulling a Mick Foley, mankind, dude, love. But yeah, but like a people. serious one. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that'd be so cool. Like, you know, you could have uh, Swamp. He Master. comes out as Husky Harris one time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't think we won't see. I don't think we're going to see Husky come back. <laughs> but. uh but like yeah he can he can pull those personalities when he wants to i personally would like to see the fiend again and done redone with another shot like there was things that it could have been so it just feels like something that was supposed to be like so big and it was just kind of like a swing and a miss you know i'm curious of if the fiend had come like now how triple h would have booked it I don't think he would lose. It sounded like he didn't like the fire. Yeah. He did, it sounded like Triple H didn't like that. Um, What's it called? The fire. Um, Mystical firefly. stuff is bullshit, though. With the whole, what they were doing towards the very end in the Thunderdome oh, with yeah, yeah. Alexa and and the doll and the mystical powers. That, yeah, that was I didn't mind the Firefly Funhouse. I actually thought it was kind of fun. But once it started getting like... Powers. And like the the black... What was it? Like the black like mist or I don't know. Whatever. They, yeah. I forgot how catchy the theme song <sighs> with the, the Randy Firefly Orange Funhouse was. Dude, it's great, man. <laughs> this is the friendship that'll never ever end. I used to sing it. My wife would get so mad. But then when they, showed the, de- when they showed the decrepit... When they showed the like the rundown version of it, it was like a toned down version of that song. Yeah, like it was like the, yeah, the tape was like yeah, yeah like the was tape like, was like all messed up. Yeah. yeah. So I am I am excited to see where they go from here. I I really do like Bray Wyatt. I think he's super creative. You know, most of this stuff is like probably ninety percent his like ideas. Run. Um, yeah. So what? Well, I think we'll see it little by little. You know, just like with the White Rabbit stuff, they were going to miss little by little every week. I think we'll get a little bit every week until we get the whole picture, the whole puzzle, you know. Um, but yeah. I like what I saw um, on Friday. I, I kind of wanted to hear him talking more, but it made sense with the interruption of Uncle Howdy coming in. And that mask yeah. is kind of cool, so... It just confuses me because he came out of Extreme Rules with the mask. So maybe that was just that character, and then this was a different character than we saw at Extreme Rules, you know? Yeah, but he took it off at Extreme Rules. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's, yeah, I don't know, him. Just, know. just explain it at some point is all I need. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sick of th- thinking people are right on the internet. 
Yeah. I look at like theories. the TikToks on wrestling TikToks and they're like, he's a guy has like a 20 minute theory of things. I'm like, can we not? I'm not going to listen to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. just wait until the show. People really thought Karen Cross was like part of the group. It's like, nah, dude, he's doing his own thing. He also yeah. doesn't need the Bray Wyatt rub right now. Like, he's in a feud with the top star like Drew McIntyre. Right. So, um, you guys have anything else to add, or do you want to get into Rampage? The one match for Rampage? One match at Rampage, but I did forget about uh, the in-ring segment with the JAS and Danny Garcia talking about, you know, kind of why he joined or came back to Chris Jericho. Um, basically saying J- he is a sports entertainer is what he realized. When when was JR officially moved to Rampage instead of Dynamite? I didn't even It's like a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Kind of feels never like actually a, like said anything. What did him and Taz switch spots? I guess so. Yeah, it's a uh, Taz Tony Schiavone and Excalibur now for Dynamite, which I kind of like. I don't mind because Taz and Excalibur are like really funny together. I mean, is it the schedule? Like, there were the amount of time being out there for JR? I don't know. Yeah. Or is really it, trying to make is Tony like, hey, man, you're too quiet during Dynamite? It's like, yeah, because some of the stuff was bullshit. Not be quiet during <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can edit JR now on, on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, JR is ruining the product. <laughs> He's just talking shit about it live on air while it's going on. I I used like, to count love him, when... ref. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> he's like, if, he's like, I don't know. Maybe if the referee did something, like he always adds a like funny ass like. He <laughs> <Yeah. like, laughs> was always like, the ref should be counting right now. Like, Get them out of the ring. Um. But no, Jeremy, you were right. I do only have one match written down to talk about Rampage, which was um, the main event. And it's not really about the match itself. Oh, if you guys look at TV right now, that's Cora Jade on the left. And she dates Braun Breaker. She used to date this guy that uh, has had a couple of matches on AEW, actually. Um, Braun Breaker's like, yeah, I love a goth chick with a lip ring. <laughs> So the match was the Pinnacle versus, uh, which is FTR and Sean Spears versus Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Um, less about the match, you know, the winners were the Pinnacle in the end. Um, you know when I played football in high school, bro. Bro, when I played football in high school, I always used to think the goth chicks was so hot. I was like, man, one of these days I'm gonna get one for me. He was also on the Ravens. Listen. There was goth chicks watching the Ravens, too. Okay? He's like, that's why she got purple and black hair. He's like, that's why she got purple and black hair right now. For the Ravens. For the Ravens, for the Ravens boss. Ravens, this is what Braun Breaker sounds like? <laughs> no, he doesn't sound like that at all. I know. He sounds like, I mean, he sounds like Scott Steiner. Yeah. Also yeah, sounds, sounds like what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Um... So at the end of that match, though, oh, JBL's back. At the end of that match, uh, the Kingdom came out. Um, not, I haven't seen anything whether they signed with AEW, but they are a group in ROH, correct? Yeah, so they're basically with the AEW. Yeah, so it's Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, 
and uh, Mike Bennett's wife, Maria Canellis Bennett. They are the kingdom. Um, I forget. I forget what Matt Taven's group was before. It might have been the kingdom, because he was kind of like a kingish. This was yeah, like two sure. years ago. It might have been the kingdom, and maybe just swapped out members. Um, but they come out, and you know they're not out there to help the pinnacle. Um, and outcome War Joe is what they're calling them. And to help them out. So it looks like we're going to get um, maybe a five-on-five, five, the Pinnacle and Warjo against Brian Cage, Gates of Agony, and Matt Bennett and Matt Taven. Some big guys in that match. Big guys in that match. Uh, now, Matt Bennett, when he was signed to WWE briefly with Maria, what was his yeah. name? Does anyone remember? Mike Bennett? <laughs> Mike Bennett. Or no, his name is Mike Bennett. Sorry. This is Matt Bennett. I don't think he was Mike Bennett in WWE. If you're a... Uh, if you're I a, thought he was. If you're a uh, Wardlow groupie, does that make you a Wardlow? Oh, I remember now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can mute your mic. <laughs> Tim, you cut off. <laughs> Um, no, okay, so if you guys remember, when him and Maria came to WWE, they made him take her last name. He was Mike Kanellis. That was right. like, yeah, the, that's he, was, he was like, played like beta compared to her as like, yeah. that was like their whole thing. Like, was she was weird, the boss of weird him. Weird time. Yeah. Weird time. Vince idea. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they are married in real life, but. Um, that's, yeah, that's how Rampage went off the air. Again, I, I mean, I feel bad every week. I don't have shit to say about Rampage, but. Yeah. They don't put anything on. Make a better show! show. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and you can't so, say. That's it, and, Dude, and you can't say, oh, well, look, Friday at night is a good time, is a tough time slot, but tell uh, to all the people watching uh, SmackDown. You know, still getting two million views or whatever that they're getting. So, well, that's a that starts <laughs> at eight instead of ten. That's also on Fox. But I'm saying it's a Friday night. Like people can stay up. Like if you really wanted to watch <laughs> wrestling, you could. Yeah, I know, but yeah, they're like, I don't want to watch this job. No, so that wraps it up, though, Tim. <laughs> All right. Well, if that. <laughs> If that wraps it up for the week, I will take us to our classic show of the week, which I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week. Classic show of the week is No Way Out 2004, where you can watch one of the greatest wrestlers of all time win the WWE Championship against Brock Lesnar, and that man is Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I recommend... Yeah, I recommend this show just for this match alone, particularly. If you don't know the story, there's a whole... I think it's on Peacock. I think they kept it on there. It's called uh, Cheating Death, Stealing Life, the Eddie Guerrero Story. And uh, it's a documentary of Eddie Guerrero, and you can learn about his life. And I would recommend watching that and then watching this match because it is uh, it's a work of art. It's beautiful, and the... Also, I want to add, when it comes to that, sorry... Um, I don't know how much of the storyline build up to it they show, but Eddie Guerrero had a fantastic promo about the demon he demons he's battled throughout the years, uh, leading yeah. up to this match. Yeah, they and did. A, they do find a video. most of that promo on YouTube, but 
Yeah, you can find that promo on YouTube, and then they also, but before the match, do a video, you know, a classic WWE video package, kind of a fight video that kind of hypes everything up. That they used to do that a lot with a big, you know, a cool song in the background, and then they would used to be lead into, Yeah, and then they would lead into the match. But that's my recommendation. Can't go wrong. Seriously, it's a feel-good moment in wrestling, which you always need more of, and. uh that one's a cool one. And uh, I think that wraps it up. So thank you for joining us for episode 56. Uh, so excited to be back next week for episode 57. We hope, we hope uh, if I can't talk, we hope you all have a great week wherever you are listening to us, in the car, on your drive home, on the way to work, out back on your patio. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time.